What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode 29 of Marshall Town. What's going on, bro? What's up, bro? What's going on? Man, post-Super Bowl, now we can definitely focus on uh, – this is really when we go hard when it comes to the NBA, college hoops, the All-Star Weekend is coming up for the, for the, for the league. But before we talk about that, we got to recap that's what we saw Sunday in Vegas. Listen, it's what we talked about, right? Like the number one reason, whoever – which team got Patty? Which team got that guy at quarterback? He's the MJ of this era. Like, that's what more can you say? I mean, he even, I mean, I kind of knew that San Francisco was in trouble because in that first half, you remember that first half, the Chiefs really weren't playing that well, right? And you're like, you would think, you would have thought that if you didn't see the score, if you just saw how the game was played, right? You would have thought that San Francisco was up by at least a couple, couple tutties. But the fact that it was, what, 10-3, I believe, at halftime? It was a one-possession game. It was like, mm, I don't think they took advantage of that. And we talked about this before on the show leading up to it. You, the margin of error against these Chiefs, against Mahomes, is slim. And what did we see? They made some mistakes. And eventually, Patrick Mahomes is going to pounce on it, right? And so what we saw in the second half is what we saw last year against our Eagles, unfortunately. And so... Patrick Mahomes for me is at that point now where it's like, just like Brady was, just like MJ was when it comes to the playoffs and NBA finals where he doesn't lose. I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what Vegas has it because the Chiefs were the underdog. As long as Patrick Mahomes is on that field, I cannot go against that, man. I mean, just what they did on that final drive on that fourth and one, I said shotgun. And what he did to get that first down using his legs, I mean, just – you could just see it unfolding, just like last year's drive against the Eagles, how that happened toward the end. Like, you can see how that final drive was going to happen. And what do we say? Like, a player that you wouldn't even think of was going to make a game, a game-changing play or game-winning play, and it was Nicole Hardeman, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who we weren't even thinking about making the game-winning touchdown. Or Noah Gray and that final drive leading up to that field goal to tie the game, coming up with a huge catch. And so that's what Mahomes does. He utilizes everybody in that system. And, I mean, at this point, man, like 28, three, three championships. You might not want to say he's the GOAT, but he's knocking on that door. You got to open it up. For me, he's the best quarterback I've seen play, just pound for pound. I, man, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's it for me. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's just, well, first off, congratulations to the Chiefs, man. That was a good – that was a great Super Bowl. Like, the first half was kind of boring, but at the same time, that's real defensive football, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people like, you know, it's the Super Bowl, they like to see the action, the fireworks. But, you know, it was some good defense being played. And ultimately, it came down to turnovers, man. When you get into these big Super Bowls and even conference championships where the teams are evenly matched and they're neck and neck, turnover, can, that's what can change the whole course of the game. Because we saw CMC fumble early, but then uh, Pat, Patty threw a pick himself down the line that same half. But it, the game, the turning point of the game is when – the 49ers had that mishap on special teams. And it's just like a big special teams play, just like last year when we played them, man. Like, we we had control of the game. Like, you know what I mean? But they had a, a crazy punt return with Tony to just set them up with great field position and flip momentum, man. So, it's just – that's a phase of the game a lot of people look over, special teams, but that's huge, man. Like, not even just the kickers, but the punters. We saw a great punting action from both teams, too. Like, both teams were pinned in their own territory, like – just that was a real like nuanced football game. It's just different nuances, but I also want to give credit to Steve Spagnola, man. Um, mm-hmm. 
everybody's going to talk about Pat and Andy and uh, Kelsey, but Spagnola, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, they kept every offense they played under wraps, like the Ravens, they kept them under wraps. The Niners, they kept them under wraps. We're talking about high-powered offenses that, you know, were dominating all season. And it's like you hear that football is chestnut checkers. You saw that in that game. You know what I mean? Like Spags, he knew when to call man. He knew when to say, all right, hold on, we're going to call zone, drop back a little bit. He knew when to send the blitz. Those blitzes he sent to get the 49ers off the field in the overtime and hold them to a field goal were huge, man, because guys, guys were open, but – when you got Chris Jones coming in hot with nobody protecting you, it's like, I'm just getting rid of this ball. You know, Brock Purdy wasn't going to make that throw under pressure. So just big kudos to him, man. He's a big game coordinator. Like, I didn't even know he was a coordinator with the Giants in 07. A lot of people just know him from being the head coach of the Rams when they had Sam Bradford and them. But um, and we know the Giants in 07 took down one of the greatest teams ever. They just they just didn't win. Where did they go? 17-0? 18 and 0 or something like that. Crazy. So just big kudos to him, man. He's a mastermind. People, a lot of people give, you know, Andy Reid the credit and as he deserves, you know, but Steve Spagnola, like on that defensive side of the ball, he has them guys playing, man. So as far as Mahomes, though, look, man, everything's right in front of him to be, you know, undoubtedly the GOAT. Like three Super Bowls at 28. He's done it with different um receiver cores. He's did it with a good defense. He's did it with a average defense. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not much you can say. I see a lot of people uh, trying to hang over that Tom Brady has beaten him in the Super Bowl. But I don't really look at quarterback comparisons like that because the quarterbacks are not defending each other. You know what I mean? Like Patty's going against Tom's defense. Tom's going against Patty's defense. And we saw in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs O-line, they were banged up. And the Buccaneers had a good defense, a good pass rush. They were getting after them all game. You know, it really wasn't much he could do. And that's not to, you know, say – that he is better than Tom or he's not better than Tom. I just don't like that when that, I don't like when that is used in the convo because I could go ahead and say Eli Manning beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. What are we going to say about that? Nick, Nick Foles, Foles beat him too. Nick Foles beat him too. What are we going to say about, you know what I mean? So I don't look yeah. at it like that. Um, you know, but hey, the ring, the ring convo is a serious thing. We'll see if he catches him. He, like I said, he has three at 28. So he's right. You know what I mean? He's almost halfway there. Basically he just has to keep playing, stay healthy. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the GOAT conversation at this point, the only thing that Brady has over Mahomes is time and championships, right? Mahomes, we have to let it play out. That's why it's kind of – these conversations are all hypothetical anyway. But as far as – and this is – you know, I have the GOAT conversation when it comes to MJ versus LeBron. Whoever you pick, you're not wrong. Like, there are arguments for each case, but – I side with one over the other because when I'm watching both play, if you had to pick which one, who would you rather pay to see? I'm picking a guy whose shoes are still selling out. I'm picking a guy who that iconic foul line dunk, like these moments that I still recall. You know what I mean? Like that's the greatness. They're both great. They both are champions. They both resume is just crazy. But as far as the best in my eyes that I've seen actually play the game, Man, what Mahomes has done at the quarterback position, the things that he's been able to do, some of these throws that he's making, it's not normal. And now we see these quarterbacks coming up, like how Steph Curry is influencing guys now when it comes to guys coming up after him in the NBA and the league. You can see Mahomes sort of influencing how quarterbacks play the game and how trainers and how coaches coach the game and how they're looking. 
mean, I think that's why Zach Wilson was 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 praised so much out of college, right? Because some of the throws he was making at, in college at BYU, right? And, and so I think now Mahomes is sort of changing what's possible for the quarterback position now, how teams are maybe trying to um, analyze and scout these guys coming up, right? Like running this way and making throws that, you know I mean? Just this, these craziness things, things that Aaron Rodgers has done as well, but Patrick Mahomes has honestly taken to a whole nother level. And so I feel like he's sort of the new, he's, he's changing the uh, prototype of a quarterback right now. Um, and honestly, it can't be duplicated. Like, he's really one of one. Like they always tried to find the next Mike. How many next Mikes were there? And there's only one. Kobe came close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and Mahomes is the same way. Like people are trying to look for that guy because at the end of the day, if you don't have that guy at QB, you have no chance. Like you can have the Debo Samuels, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Fred Warner's on defense, the Bosa's. If you don't have that guy at quarterback, and this is not a shot at Brock Purdy, it just is what it is. I mean, Lamar Jackson is great. Joe Burrow's great. Josh Allen is great. There's one guy on top of that mountain who can say that he's a champion out of all of them. You know what I mean? And so they got to deal with them. And um, I want to give a kudos to Andy Reid. I mean, if you really look at his resume, people will say, well, he didn't get it done in Philly. But four straight conference championship games is not easy. Actually made a Super Bowl. He lost to the Patriots at the height of what the Patriots were during that time. And what he's done in Kansas City, he won with Alex Smith, too. Let's not get it twisted. You know, Alex Smith was a guy who... Coming out of college, a lot of hype, but Andy Reid really did a good job with them, right? I saw Andy Reid coach up A.J. Philly and Coy Detmer in Philly. Like, I, I can make this statement confidently. He's the greatest offensive-minded head coach ever in the league. Like, as far as the quarterback position, I mean, he's worked miracles, you know, from, from the Michael Vicks to the A.J. Feelys to the Coy Detmers, Kevin Cobbs, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is like Donovan McNabb, of course, but Patrick Mahomes is like his – it's his, his life work has led up to this, to this, to this particular talent. And it's cool to see. And I hope he don't, I, honestly, I want to see him go for another few years. I want to see how far, far they can take it. I want him to try to break Belichick's record for championships. Let's, let's, let's have a conversation because honestly, the only, just, just like Brady with Mahomes, to me, the only thing Belichick has on read right now is the championships, right? So let's, let's have a conversation. Let's see if they can win a few more. Who knows? Will they three-peat? I really don't know. You got a whole offseason. You got a draft. You got free agency. I don't know. I don't, I don't even like that conversation right now because so much can change. You know what I mean? So much can change. We don't know Chris Jones is, you know, Jerry Sneed is a free agent, I believe. Like, there's, they got to pay some people. They got to they make some decisions. And, and there's drafting. There's free agency. Teams will get better. Some teams will fall off. And so we'll see. But – as of right now, for the next few years, they got Patrick Mahomes. They, they got a chance. To me, I'm not going to say they'll three-peat, but I will say they're going to run that AFC West. That's theirs. <laughs> like, and I can pencil them in AFC Championship game. Like, I'm confident in that. Like, I, I think I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Yeah, yeah. So, they're, they're definitely at that point to where you yeah. can't count them out. And three-peating in football is crazy. Even in basketball, is crazy. But football, it's, like, really crazy. So, if they do that – if they do that, I don't know what you can. I don't know what else you can say, man. Like I don't know. That three P is rough. That's that's rough, man. That's a that's a serious situation right there. But 
like you said, it's a lot to be determined. We'll see how it really pans out. But um, but they're just at the point where you can't count them out. Just how Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill were for years. You just can't count them out. That's where they're at right now. Great game, too. Just it's a, a game winner in the Super Bowl, like overtime. overtime man, that was, that, was, that was epic, man. So oh, job well done. Everything was, man, from the halftime show, that was dope. Usher did his thing. Um, the game winner, man, it was – it was a memorable Super Bowl. I will, I will say that. And those are those moments. Once again, Mahomes has on his resume now. Like, I have a game-winning drive in the Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks? You know, there's select few who have that and they're on their belt. So, shout outs to that. All right. I think now the NBA takes center stage. Now the NFL is over. We've reached what we're about to reach. The halfway point. All Star Weekend is coming up um, this weekend, starting Friday night. Before we talk about the All-Star Weekend, sort of at this first, this first half mark, what are some, I mean, what's something that's stood out to you or something you're looking forward to in the second half? Man, OKC, man. Speaking of them, I believe they're playing the Magic. They're up right now on the Magic on the road. Those are my guys. The Magic, too, the first, this Paulo's first national televised game mm-hmm. in his career. So shout out to him for getting on TNT, man. He's turned them up. Him and Franz Wagner and those guys. Shout out to them. But more so the Thunder, man. Like that team is just fun to watch. Like they play D, they play together, they get out and run. SGA is a bucket. Jalen Williams is a bucket. Chet is a, is a good rookie. Um, Dort is still playing defense. It's just good mm-hmm. to see. And I really want to see how far they can take it, man. Like I could see them going to the conference finals. It wouldn't surprise me. Like. I know these guys are young, and I know where everybody's going to say experience, but when you look at this West, we've talked about it before, it's no clear-cut favorite. You know, it's no clear-cut juggernaut that's like, oh, these guys don't have the experience to get through these guys. You know what I mean? Like, and SGA's game is just so perfect for the playoffs. The way he plays is so perfect for the playoffs. And these guys just have fun playing together. I really want to see how far they can take it, man. Um, they're the second seed right now. They're, they're behind Minnesota. But I think they played Minnesota twice. They either split or they played them three times and they beat them twice and lost once. So I'm just looking forward to see what they're going to do. And um, I'll give a shout out to the Mavs too, man. Like, I don't know how far they're going to take it, but like, I remember me and you before the season started, we were like, eh, I don't know. But they get that was pre dead, pre dead, pre deadline moves. But even before the deadline, they were getting some dubs, man. And Kyrie and Luca, they're making it work. And then they added more athleticism, you know, after the deadline. Like I said, I don't know how far they'll take it, but with that firepower and the, the additions they made, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. I'm still want to see what the Clippers going to do. You know, Kawhi's my boy, and they're on a roll. Shout out to them too, but um, they got to stay healthy and they got to they got to redeem some of the past mistakes that they've had in the playoffs. But um, I'm just looking forward to it all. The West is really exciting me. The East, I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> we know we. We'll see. What, I mean, but I will say, though, the Knicks, the Knicks, that's a team that I'm, I'm I'm heavy on, man. It wouldn't surprise me if they go to the conference either. Like, Dante is balling. Shout out to 302. Dante DiVincenzo has heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, Sally's he's, legend right there. He's had, a great, he has a, he's had a great past month, man. And it's like you see what opportunity and playing with guys that you have that you have a relationship and chemistry with does for you. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing with guys from Villanova. He, he, he's getting the opportunity to get shots. and it's, just, it's fun to watch. And, you know, I talked about how I wanted the Sixers to get OG Anobi. This is why. That, that's a move that really turned them up. And um, I wish we could have got him. But shout out Buddy Hill. That was, a good, that was a good move for us, too. But, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, the Western Conference, I mean, has a lot of storylines. Um, I mean, look at it. Denver's in fourth right now, you know. I still think Denver's the team to beat. They're the champions. I give them credit for that, but they have that. They have the joker. And when they're locked in, when they're engaged, playoff time, they've been through it. They have that experience. That's important. Like, for me, I've seen, if, I, if I've seen you actually make that journey and take that path, I give you a lot of credit come playoff time. Like, I got to – for a lot of these teams, I got to see it. I got to see it because come playoff time, we, we've seen this. We've seen some of these young teams, some some players, the lights are different. I'm telling you, like some some teams, some players step up and some just, you know, Miami Heat, that's a team. They got a bunch of guys who, you know, when, when, it, when it matters, Jimmy Butler, regular season, he's, he's, he's chilling, he's low. But come playoff time, you know. He's one of those guys you do not want to be in a battle with come fourth quarter time. You know what I mean? And so I still got to give respect to Denver, but the Western Conference to me is like, okay, see, I, you know, I've been big on them since late last season, but what they've done, you know, is a shock to everybody. But if you've been paying attention, they've been building up to this point. They're a team that the way they're built is to me should be the prototype for every team in the league as far as having guys who can defend, guys who can shoot, guys who can handle, guys who can pass. They just got guys who can do multiple things. Isaiah Joe's more than a shooter. I wish he was able to show that in Philly, but, you know, that's all another story. Um, SGA, Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, as you mentioned, Chet Holmgren. I mean, they just – they got guys that know their role, they play their role, and they seem like they have fun playing with each other. And so, to me, this is a team that's just scratching the surface. I mean, who knows what they're going to be in a few years, what other moves they can make. Sam Presti, he knows what he's doing when it comes to building a team and a culture of winning and development. OKC is going to be good. I'm excited to see what they do. Minnesota, number one in the Western Conference. I got to give credit to what they've done. Anthony Edwards, I want to see what he does come playoff time. I want to see this is his team. He's the franchise guy in these moments. Get number one seed in the Western Conference. To me, the expectations would be Western Conference Finals then, right? Like, no excuses. You're Anthony Edwards, an all-star own shoe deal number one in the western conference if you maintain that throughout the season you got to show up and that's what i want to see that's that's i want to see if anthony edwards elevates his game and elevates others their other you know his teammates games in the playoffs um we'll see i know the the, the knock on them is rudy gobert come playoff time how, how does that work out Carl Anthony towns those two have to step up too they cannot they cannot fall back because the slander is going to be waiting for them. And so I want to see how Anthony Edwards responds come playoff time. The Clippers are interesting because as long as Kawhi Leonard is healthy and locked in, I trust that team. If Kawhi isn't there, if he's not healthy, I don't trust it. PG, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they're in their perfect roles right now with Kawhi being engaged. I keep telling people 2019 Kawhi is one of the best players I've seen. Like, he was just scary to play. It's like every shot I felt like was going in. And I'm seeing some of that this year for the Clippers, and that's why they're so formidable right now. Also, I mean, look, Phoenix, it's interesting. <laughs> like, you got KD, Book, and Bill. I mean, they're in the sixth spot right now, They, but they're there. That's something you got to deal with. It's not going to be an easy, easy task either. And so for me, the Western Conference is like, you got the newcomers versus like, those vets, the, the guys who have actually won championships before, LeBron, AD, KD, 
still trying to see if they can have one last run. Stephen Golden State, right? Clay and Dre, like, to me, that's the interesting part. The playing, I think, is going to be crazy. Because right now, if it starts, it's Sacramento, Dallas, Lakers, and Golden State. And honestly, I don't see Minnesota. Minnesota's not falling out. OKC, Clippers, Denver, New Orleans. I don't see Phoenix falling. I think that top six is the top six, personally. I think that's going to remain. Like, who, who in that top six do you see falling out? Uh, so I, I can't if, if New Orleans stays healthy, that's if, if New Orleans yeah. is healthy, then maybe. Maybe that's Sacramento can sneak in there, maybe. Sacramento. Or Dallas, too. Sacramento has disappointed me this year. I thought they were going to take a step forward. That's, that, that's a classic case of a team that surprised people, and then you got to follow. How do you follow that up? You know what I mean? You got to raise the expectations. You aren't sneaking up on anybody anymore. How do you, how do you take it to that next level? Because other teams are going to get better, too. OKC, Minnesota, Sacramento sort of fell back. But Dallas, I like what they did at the deadline. I was not a believer in Grant Williams. I just didn't think – I just didn't see what, what was so special about that signing. And they figured it out quickly, too. And lo and behold, P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, two great pickups. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what, what happens with that. But if you got L.A., Golden State, Dallas, and Sacramento on the play-in, to me, that's – man, whew. Do the Lakers want to see Luka and Kyrie in a play-in situation? I don't know. <laughs> one game. I don't know. Before one game. One game. I mean, they got Daniel Gafford, Derek. They, they got a couple big guys, too, that can just, you know, call, cause issues. P.J. Washington, Tim Hardaway Jr. Lakers got Spencer Dinwiddie. He, he, he gave Dallas a sound bite. I don't know if you heard it. He gave Dallas a little some, 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 some bulletin board material. So I want to see Dallas, L.A. Uh, in the play-in, personally, I, I, just as a fan. I, I want to see that. Eastern Conference, to me, it's all about Joel Embiid. That's the biggest story for me, second half. Like, if, if he doesn't come back, then it's, it's over, right? I mean, it's just Buddy Hill pickup was great. But I'm going to just enjoy Tyrese Maxey and Ricky Consul and, and, and Traquavion Smith to just get their games off if, if Joel's not. And if he does come back, how effective is he going to be? That's, to me, that, that's what I want to see. So that's, that's my storyline. Because if Joel Embiid comes back 80% to this roster, now we're talking. Now I'm thinking Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see if Boston, Milwaukee, that's all another situation. But to me, that would be their ceiling and possibly NBA Finals. But if Joel's not back, it don't even matter. Like, it, it really doesn't. So we'll see. Now, All-Star Weekend, to me, the, 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 biggest, the biggest thing that stands out to me is uh, dunk contest. Um, it kind of felt weird to me this year. Even the past couple years, because growing up watching watching the NBA, when when you felt the All Star Weekend approaching, you sort of thought about in your head, okay, who who could be in a dunk contest this year? Like you would just have your thoughts. And this year, I had no idea. Like I really didn't. I really didn't have because because you can already count out Zion's not going to be in it. Obviously, Jaws hurt. He's not going to be in it. And you're just thinking, like, who who are the big names that you would expect? Aaron Gordon, Levine, they're past that stage. Like, those days are gone. You're something like Obi Toppin. Obviously, Matt McClung won it last year, so he's going to try to defend it. So it's like, it's, it's just a weird, the dunk contest is in a weird state. So the, the, the participants this year, Jalen Brown shocked me. I wasn't expecting that one. That was a shock. But kudos to an all-star. The highest paid player in NBA history, by the way, if you didn't know. He signed his big deal. 
last year. He's in the dunk contest. Jaime Jaquez was a shock. I just I didn't see that coming. Even though if you check YouTube, he was in a he was in the dunk contest with KJ Martin, Drake London. It was crazy. You gotta watch it. Mac McClung, Sixers legend, and Jacob Toppin, the brother of Obi Toppin, who won the contest, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, so first off, your thoughts on this field. And we'll go with our picks first, too. Who you got? How you, th- how you feel about the field? And who you, Wait, who, you, who was the last two you said? You said Jalen Brown, how many kids? Mac McClung and Jacob Toppin. So they got two G-leaguers. I'm going to tell you now, I'm going with a G-leaguer. I think – I think Jacob Toppin is going to win. Whatever. So, for one, to, to speak about the nostalgia of the All-Star Weekend, I remember vividly you would record the All-Star Weekend on VHS. Yeah. On VHS. Yeah. And we would watch them. You know what I mean? Like You would rewatch it. You would rewatch it. Pre, this was pre-YouTube. All this technology we got today, DVR, streaming, I'm not going on my way to do that, even though it's with a click of a button. And that just speaks to how watered down the All-Star Weekend is now. And honestly, man, it's just like – it's so many names I could say when I think who should be in the dunk contest. Like, Jalen Green. Know yeah. yeah. But even Jalen Green. Jalen Green's not no crazy star. Like, he's a solid young player. But, bro, you're not too big to do the dunk. First of all, nobody should be too big to do the dunk contest. The dunk contest should be a thing like – like Jordan and them did it. It used Kobe, to be. Man. It used to be like a rite of passage. Dominique, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you should be proud to do the dunk contest. I watched Jalen Green do something crazy in game the other day. He's been doing crazy dunks since he was in high school, mm-hmm. right? We know Bron's not doing it no more, but back in the day, Bron should have been did it. Like, what is going on? Um, yeah. Matter of fact, I remember Zion before he even got to the league. He said that he would never do the dunk contest, and his reason was so stupid. It was like. He said, because I don't want that to be my reputation or something. And it's like, bro, you literally got noticed because you're big and you can dunk like a like like a shorter person. Like you fly out the gym, but you're you're big. Like you're dunking is the reason why you got on. Like, what do you mean you don't want that to be your reputation? That's that was just crazy to me. But I man, I don't know. Like, I don't when I when I hear Jalen Brown, I don't think dunk contest. Hami Hakwas, I definitely don't think dunk contest. Even though I know people say he got sneaky bounce, that's cool. That's a lot of players with sneaky bounce. I saw Patrick Beverly with sneaky bounce in a warm up this year. Like they're mm-hmm. NBA athletes, a lot of people are going to have sneaky bounce. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear, oh yeah, he in the dunk contest is going to be lit. I'm not saying that with these guys. So it'll probably be Mac McClung again, honestly, because he's been there before. He killed it last year. Why not kill mm-hmm. it again? But uh. I'm more excited for the three-point contest. Isn't our Stefan um with the WNBA player he's going? Sabrina Ionescu. Aren't they having a shootout? They're having a shootout, but there's a separate. Yeah, that's a separate thing from the three-point contest. I'm yeah, more yeah, excited. Yeah. I might be more excited for that than this. Like, listen, man, it's 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 um. Jalen Brown is a power dunker to me. Like he's a, a, a he, he's a, he's athletic, but I don't. I don't see the creativity aspect to it. I don't. I don't see Jalen Brown or Hami Hakez doing something that we've never seen before, or something that's like different. Mac McClung, we've seen it, and he has that. He probably still has dunks in the tuck that he didn't show last year. Jacob Toppin, the brother, you know, the brother of Obi Toppin. I feel like I've seen some of his stuff. I YouTube the stuff at Kentucky. 
in the G League. He might have some things up his sleeve. He did something nice at Kentucky's Midnight Madness, I believe. He did something that's – he did a really dope dunk, um, like a 360 reverse between the league. Like, so he has that – he has that mind, and he has that ability to do some things. So one of the G Leaguers are doing it. I will – you know, obviously, Matt McClung is is, is the uh, champion. I, I would love to see Jacob Toppin do it. I think he'll do it. But to me, man, it's just – like I said, you mentioned Jalen Green, but it's like, in my mind, I already know he's not going to do it. You know, because I think every player coming up now, they're not trying to be in a dunk contest. Like, they're just not. Like, when I was in high school and middle school, I think the game's best dunkers and slash best players, that was an expectation. Like, the first, when the dunk contest came back, that was huge. Like, I still remember that dunk contest with Vince, Tracy McGrady, Steve Francis. Let me read, hold on, let me, let me read this, this field, because I don't think y'all understand. And it might be something before some of y'all's times. Steve <laughs> Francis had bunnies out the gym, and he was a It star. was the 2000 field. Hold on, I'm pulling it up now. You can still see me. Was Jason Richardson in that one, too? Nah, that was, he was a couple years later, but Jason Richardson was a legend. Can you still, you can still see me, right? Yeah, I see you. Um, hold on. So here was the 1999-2000 dunk contest, right? Vince Carter, Ricky Davis, legend, by the way. Look him up. Steve Francis, Larry Hughes played for the Sixers. He had a, he had a hilarious dunk contest, actually. You got you to YouTube it. Tracy McGrady and Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, to me, as far as at that time, you got to understand what T-Mac was and Vince was at that time. Um, and Steve Francis, like people forget, like from that era, the Baron Davis, Steve Francis of the world, like those guys were special, and so you don't get that excitement, you don't get those big names anymore. And honestly, I mean, you, the conversation can go many ways. The, the interest isn't there when it comes to the, the top stars because it was one year LeBron. I don't know if you remember this. It was at an All Star Weekend, and LeBron said he was going to enter the dunk contest. It might have been 09, 2010 when he said it, but he said, I'm going to enter in the dunk contest. A year later, he wasn't there. And so at this point, coming up as a hooper now, I don't think they actually look at the dunk contest as sort of like a badge of honor anymore. Um, I think they see it as like a spotlight for the lesser known players. Um, and at this point, I don't even think guys are even trying to create new ways to dunk because the feeling is, is like, what more can we do? I feel like Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine broke the dunk contest. Like after you see what Levine and Gordon did, it's like, how, what do we even do? I mean, Aaron Gordon is just hopping over mascots. You know what I'm saying? Like with his legs all the way up, it's just, and so now I'm not sure what you see now, but coming up when I was playing, the big thing was before practice or after practice or just out messing around, trying to dunk. Now, I don't know if there's excitement now about trying to dunk. I think more is like, how far can you shoot it? Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of trying to be like Steph and Trey and trying to show off your bag. Right. Like I think now watching the game, I think the dunk, there are still special in game dunks and it's still a moment, but I think now, which I can appreciate, I think now a player showing off his bag is the thing now. And having that bag, like, 
an SGA. You know what I mean? Like having some, like having that to your game is when we're watching these games now. That's that's the thing now. It's no longer, you know, who's jumping the highest. You know what I mean? Like it's because at this point, I feel like we've seen it all. And so to me, it would take a special player and a special talent to really revive. Sort of like what Vince did. I'm, I wish we would have saw two Vince Carter dunk contests. But we, but what he did that year in Oakland was enough. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to take it's going to take like a Zion type or a Ja type or a LeBron type to revive the dunk contest. Because even if you're not the most creative dunker, at least you're a big name. I remember LeBron being in the McDonald's All-American dunk contest. He didn't do anything spectacular, but just his name. You were excited to see it. And just his sheer force and athleticism, how high he got up, is special. Like if Zion and Ja entered, if you get Zion, Ja, Jalen Green, and whoever else, you know what I'm saying? Or Derek Jones. Like that's a field I'm, I'm really trying to see all right, who, who's doing what, you know what I mean? And so to me, I think it's just a shift and just, I think it's a shift in how, where the game is now, the culture of the game too. Um, I think a lot of, I don't, I don't know if young players are trying to care about Duncan now more so than trying to get, trying to get that bag. I just don't, as far as like uh, creativity with, with the ball. Yeah, it's and it you made some valid points, but to me, it's just like I don't know. I feel like it's a mix of everything. I also feel like it's a sense of players are too like they're too worried about what people think or what people would say. Like, mm. let's say LeBron did go do a dunk contest and his dunks, we know he's going. He know he's a great dunker, but let's say he didn't do anything too creative, and people are like, "Yeah, mm. that was whatever." Is he or is somebody like him too worried about what the social media reaction would be? But to me, that's dumb. Like, it's a dunk contest at the end of the day. It's not going to ruin your legacy. Nobody's going to say, oh, LeBron isn't a great player because his dunk contest wasn't that hot. You know what I mean? And then another thing for me, it's like, I feel like the NBA went wrong when they started letting, like, letting, they they started letting players try to vouch for themselves to be in a dunk contest. Like, I remember, I know where we went wrong. Jeremy Evans from the Utah Jazz. He sent in, they said he sent in a highlight tape of him dunking to get into the dunk mm-hmm. contest. That mm-hmm. shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be like a, a charity case. You put who you think would be interested, you know, interesting dunkers. And and even if they embarrassed themselves, like I remember when Birdman was in it on the Nuggets, he embarrassed himself, but that was funny. Like that was, that was comedic, that was comedic, that was comedic, comedic relief. Like, you know what I mean? I'll go back and look at that and laugh. Like it, it, it's better than just seeing somebody do it between the leagues and it's like, okay, cool. So I don't know. I just don't know what to do. There's been some crazy moments. Who was it? Was it John Collins who put, like, the cape on and, like, jumped over, like, a small – it was – somebody blew out a candle. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that Joe Green? Joe Green could get up. Joe Joe Green could get up. That that one was just – it was just – that that was hilarious. But, like, man, Jason Richardson is an icon because of the dunk contest. Like, I just – I don't see it changing unless – because even coming up, like I don't look at the prospects in this year's draft. Nobody's really like I don't see that type of like, okay, they they can they got some things in their dunking bag. I don't I just don't see it. You know what I mean? And so the best players who would be in the dunk contest were noted dunkers. MJ, Dominique, Vince, you know what I'm saying? Like Tracy McGrady, Steve Francis. The best players today. You can even put Ant-Man in there. Like, I would love to see Ant-Man in a dunk contest. Well, um, how do we forget about Ant? 
Yeah, and, and, and gets up. But once again, like I said, these guys, if you're of a certain age, you didn't come up with the biggest stars being in a dunk contest. Like, LeBron didn't even want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't have these images in your head. Like, the, Im- the images of Dominique and MJ going at it in the dunk contest is stuck in my head. The image of Vince, hand, you know, arm in the rim is stuck in my head. You know what I mean? And so I just think that overall there's a, a general lack of – just lack of um, interest, honestly. And I, like I said, it'll take – it'll take a big name to finally step in and say, okay. And Jalen Brown's an all-star, but he's not like a household name. You know what I mean? Like it's going to take an Anthony Edwards. It's going to take a Zion or a Ja. Those are the three guys I look at. They're young, they're household names. Like they're marquee. (laughs) Like they got their own shoes. Like they got the kids' attentions. And it's dope that they're in smaller markets too. You know what I mean? And so – those would be the three guys that I look at right now that could change it. But at this point, they're so deep into their careers, I really don't see it happening. Um, it's a shame, but hey, look, we'll see. You never know. Matt McClung and Jacob Toppin might show us some things. I'm always, I'm still going to watch as a fan of basketball. You always want to watch and see if who can, who can come up with something. And so I, I'll still watch, but the energy just isn't there compared to past years. Three-point shootout, Malik Beasley, Jalen Brown, Therese Halliburton, Dame Lillard. Lori Market and Donovan Mitchell, Conference Towns, Trey Young. I wanted Sam Merrill to get in there. Sam Merrill for the Cavs, been lighting it up. He's a great shooter, one of the best in the league, but didn't make the field. I'm a pick. You know what? The uh, Cat win it last year? Was it Cat? For a three point? Yeah. Cat won it one year. I'm not sure if it was last year or not. Oh, I think he did. Let me see. Um,. Oh, it was Dame last year and then Cap the previous year. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go. Shout out to Lloyd Marketing, by the way. I'm going to go with Trey Young. I think Trey got a point to prove. You know what I mean? I think he, he's tired of all the, the, the nonsense and the talk about what's going on with him in Atlanta. I think he wants to show out on All-Star Weekend and take home the three-point shootout. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Trey. I'm gonna go with Ice Trey. Yeah, I can see Trey winning it. Yeah, oh, but you I'm know a... what? I'm going with my boy Maxie, man. He got the chip on his shoulder. Maxie, the they, they, they said they said. Uh, I remember he, he had a quote. He was like, "It's funny when I came into the league, people said I wouldn't be too good because of my shooting. Now I'm in a three point contest. So let's go and show him what's really going on. That's my boy, number zero. Let's go." I forgot he was uh I didn't the list I saw I didn't have him on there. He he's Hold in on. the three point contest. The list I the list I just pulled up, he ain't on there, bro. He's in the um he's in the skills challenge. I Maxie's in the three point too, though. He's not in the three point. I nah, I'm, on in, I'm on NBA.com. It says Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Therese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, Lori Markinen, Mitchell, Towns, and Young. And Maxie's in the uh, skills challenge. I thought I saw okay. something too about Maxie being. Hold on, I got look this up, man. I'm on NBA. I'm on, NBA, I'm on NBA.com. Hold on, because he has a school. Maybe he was talking about the skills challenge because you still got to shoot too. 
Yeah, but I, I hold on. Using this skill. Okay, he's not in there. I could have sworn he said he was in there. I thought I saw something too about that. Um, so you ain't tripping, but it must have been talking about being in the skills guy. Yeah, he's yeah, so the skills challenge, you got team Pacers, Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, Miles Turner, team top picks, Paula Boncaro, Anthony Edwards, Vic Vicklin Banyama, team all stars, Scotty Barnes, Maxi, and Trey Young. Who you got winning the skills? The skills challenge is interesting because you gotta you gotta be able to pass, you gotta be able to be, you know, quick, handle, layup, jumpers. You gotta you gotta show it all. Yeah. I don't know about team top picks with Boncaro, Edwards, and Wimbanyama. You know what? I mean, team top picks could do it. Yeah. I'm but team at All-Stars it. got that speed. I'm looking at team it. All-Stars got, like, team All-Stars got that speed with Maxi and Trey, though. Like, I think the All-Stars going to do it. They got that speed. But having Maxi and Ice Trey with that speed – um, there you, yeah. Scotty Barnes got to hit that jumper, he got to hit the jumper. Yeah, team pitches is solid, but Benedict Matherin, you know, I'm not sure. All star lights, all star weekend lights. We'll see how you handle that. I'm gonna go with team all stars to win the skills challenge. That's that's what I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick team all stars. Then in the shootout, I got Trey Young. Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionesco is going to be dope. Always want to see, you know, two of the best players go head-to-head. Um, and that shootout, that'll be dope. Dunk contest. I know Matt McClellan won it last year. I'm, I'm going to just go with Jacob Toppin. We're going to go G League back-to-back. That's what we're going to do, Jacob Toppin. Get it done. What, for the MVP? dunk contest? Yeah. I got, I got, I got Toppin. I got Toppin. Well, team All-Stars. <laughs> this three-point contest is tough. Man, There's some guys that can do it. I'm going with, going I'm with going Cat. Let's go Malik Beasley, man. He's been hooping this year. It's going to be so hard. Malik yeah. Beasley. Yeah, Malik hey. Beasley. Shout out to Therese Halliburton. He might show off that, that form and get going on the home floor. You know what I mean? Let me see. Who do you think is going for the All-Star uh, MVP? MVP, SGA, or Luka. So? SGA going so? to win. Yeah. Think so? Yeah. Mm. You know, looking at the roster right now. How many times has LeBron won the MVP? What's the record? Does he have the record? I'm doing some research. Record for most all-star game. Hold on. Who has the most all-star? Does LeBron have the most all-star MVPs? LeBron, he might. Uh, So... Okay, so this is okay. According to this list, Kobe and Bob Pettit are tied at four. LeBron is tied with MJ, Shaq, and Oscar Robinson with three. So that right there, 
I know LeBron's aware of like resumes and records and history of the game. Because of that, man, I think LeBron might try to go for it again to tie for the all time record. I, I can see that. And also, down to the, but I don't think Brian cares enough no more. I don't know. He might. He might. Also, I think Ant Man. I think. Uh, I think uh, if we take away LeBron out of the picture, I think Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it's the. I think I feel like you got to think about the style of play too in the All Star environment. How it is, I think. Uh, I think Ant can get off like above the rim, get some shots off. I think Ant Man might might go for it too. So no love for the Eastern Conference, huh? Nobody. I'm cool off the Eastern Conference team. <laughs> Let's go, Maxi. <laughs> Rep. There's nobody on there that will win. Maybe, maybe I, th- I think Tatum went off last. Tatum had a really good game last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Ant. The energy, the energy is shifting for him to have a have a big night. You know, Minnesota's having a great year. I think this would be a perfect time for him to win the All Star Game MVP. Start putting people on notice heading into the second half of the season. So right. we're gonna see. Look, enjoy the dunk contest, y'all. Jalen Brown, Hami Hawkins, Matt McClung, Jacob Toppin. We're gonna see what. Uh, I'm interested to see what Jalen Brown does. I, I really am because I have like he's had some great in-game dunks, but the All-Star, but the dunk contest thing is totally like it's creativity. Like it's not about who you dunking on; it's about what you can do. Just you and the hoop, the lights on you. And you know, if you, I think he might use Jason. You know, if he uses a teammate, it's probably going to be Tatum. These guys never use the best passers. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see. I'm excited to see how many hotcasts too. Like I don't know. He might, he might pull off something crazy. I saw that high school contest. He he jumped over a couple people in that contest, so I don't know. That was a few years ago. So um, I'm excited to see. I don't know. I'm going to still watch, though. I'm going to still watch. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see. So next this time next week, we'll pretty much look at the second half of the season. Um, it's going to be fun. Make sure to watch us on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, we're going to check with – we on Spotify? We're on Spotify now, yeah, we, we live on Spotify now. We're live on Spotify now. We're getting it all together, getting all the platforms right. And, of course, YouTube. Like us on Twitter and all that good stuff. Like us, subscribe on YouTube. Thank you guys for watching. We'll talk to you all next week. Peace out.